Welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. We have a little enlightenment special. I don't know for how long this one will get to be, but it's a focus on the 5D person who's a mystic. As always, in case there's anybody who's new, a 5D person is a integrated mind and a restorative embodied self-individual. That's someone who unconditionally loves who they are with flaws and imperfections and others. In fact, uh, it's a person who will have either regained their oneness consciousness and come out of a shame cycle or will have consistently always been in the pure oneness consciousness. So this field is a field of energy. And those of us here, this is where love cycle people, without even knowing it, we will already be what others term yogis, but we don't use names like that. I use my name. It's Maria. And here is Sadguru. Whether you call it a stone, a tree, an animal, a man, a demon, or the divine, everything is the same energy manifesting itself in a million different ways. And when you learn about the infinite higher human consciousness potential experience, thanks to the neuroscience and psychoeducation and you know, again, trauma educational certificates, everything that I've been able to learn from for me and the support I give to people as a mentor, consultant, content creator, Reiki practitioner, everything. Um, I realize the love cycle people will already know this without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, we are the Enlightenment Soul Age Group and 5D for real and not because of a belief system. So when I came across the term 5D, I knew of it as oneness consciousness and Christ consciousness and having a background with Christ because my uh, confirmation, I did choose to get it on purpose, not pretend. And that was my first light body experience. I'll never forget it. I still have the image and the feeling. And my second light body experience was when I was awakened if you will, to my clairs, which I knew of from an astrological perspective, because one of the uh, main sources that, in fact, I still keep in touch with online is this Alexandrian cosmos. So the cosmos was immediately brought to my awareness as my beginning of my panic attacks and things that I immediately understood since I'm a vessel, a channel, I'm energy. You know, again, nobody's anointed here. And in fact, it didn't even cross my mind because even if it had, I thought of the Middle Ages and the medieval times. I thought of, okay, religion and church as an institution that has a process. And I don't actually think this has anything to do with the Middle Ages. In fact, I have a, you know, astrological cosmos person talking to me about the galaxy and universe and the stars. And I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And the angels, archangels. And so there's a gut feeling for the 5D person love cycle oneness consciousness human being like myself and those of you who are here that says yeah it's energy we, we don't need a yogi to tell us but we will gladly hear the guru that speaks to every person here's the part that i want to get to which is most important for this special is the fact that the ones who like to say i'm a spiritual experience who's doing a human i'm a spiritual process excuse me who's doing a human experience um i have a lot of different types of things to share with you today and it's in the most utmost respect so these individuals are still on their journey it is very clear in fact in their manners uh, when they are treating each other 
as if there are still energy vampires, dark auras, and there are people that they look down upon. And that they look down upon as holistic practitioners, might I add. So this is whether Ayurveda, bioenergy, uh, holistic alone, Reiki practitioner, yoga practitioner. I'm not talking obviously about a guru who is spelling out very clearly, I might add, what it means. But here's the part, because it's philosophy. So let me share with you, because there's not the person who says, here, your psychological stuff is called shame cycle, which is called unresolved trauma, which is called structural dissociation, which is called you not accessing your left and right brain, which is called you needing to learn the basis of being a human before you can go around prancing and thinking that just because you do a little bit of yoga or whatever it is that you've learned to do, uh, that you are a spiritual process who's lighter than others. So long story short, mm, I remember when I began to realize with my religious institution this hypocrisy. You know how I remember because of the experiences I've had. And let me just let anybody who's new know, I love Jesus and I love this entity of energy. And I knew as a kid that God is not something that controls you. And even if that were the case, I had made a very conscious choice uh, the day that I told God, I don't think what you did with asking your son to go sacrifice and then you took it back. You made it clear to people what it meant for them to choose to do nice things. I think you just confused people. I was very clear about it. And I went ahead in my brain and figured out how I would be able to, one, make sure that I would never hurt any human being physically or anything. And then I said to this entity called God, don't you dare come to me because I won't do it. And then I went around making sure that I would figure out how not to be tricked. And it was simple, you know, what I came to realize and however old I was, is probably my communion. I was like, ah, if I choose never to heartbreak or do anything physically, Unless I'm in physical threat, I think I will be good. And, and this means I won't ever say a mean thing to you. I won't lie to you. I won't try to go out of my way to make you miss. Stuff like that. It's a very easy-peasy conversation that you can have in your inner world with your own self as a person who knows what it means to be a human. I had no idea of spiritual stuff. And in fact, I had no interest in crystals or in anything elemental-related. Nature, give me a city. I love being in it. Give me the mountains. No, I don't want to go. No, give me the ocean. I'll go to the ocean and a warm weather, please. So here's where my lovely identical twin all into like nature sounds, crystals. I'm like, keep it all away from me. I'm busy with my political science and I'm going to go and work with systems and make sure to help people. And uh, until I realize the system isn't actually helping all people. And that was where I said, well, yeah, I'm not going to compromise my soul. And it began with lawyers, actually, and I'll never forget that one. Uh, here's a fun fact. So while others think of a person whose oneness consciousness as pink-tated glasses and stupid and gullible, because those are the words people will have used with me and other people like me, and it's something we actually understand because we're people. So we know when they tell us, oh, you're so stupid. And yes, yes. Uh, no, I'm not. I just know that you're human and you're not different than I am. And I'm going to keep believing in you, person that you are. Thank you, psychoeducators, for letting us in on the yellow and red. Stephen Porges. It's called Biological Rudeness and Adaptive Children. Thank you, Terry Real, for letting us in on that one as well. And so when I'm talking to anybody who 
is remotely disrespectful. I, I don't mind because I find it humorous and I'm actually curious about their perspective now. So I'm curious how their brain is working because, you know, it's not a test subject. I'm actually from my heart curious about what their shame cycle and adaptive child, which is protecting something that is unresolved, that they have no idea they have, and yet they want to think of themselves as intellectually savvy. And, you know, it's what it is. So let me give you the laughter of the day for those who are not in oneness consciousness and will think, oh, how gullible are you? Yeah, no, I'm not gullible, but uh, then again, I am. And that means that I think very clearly when I decide who to go out with, where to go out and what. In fact, there are people that I don't go out with because I do not think that they would know. That's not true, actually. But there is one human being who I remember they said something. It is a very loved one, close friend of mine. But the minute they said it was the minute that I said, I'm happy I don't live in the Middle Ages and I hope I never find myself in an apocalypse because I don't think I will want to be around my friend. It's unfortunate because they're a very, very loving person. But what they said they actually meant, and it's called toxic, unfortunately, patriarchal shit that makes my stomach turn when I hear men supporting the fact that it's okay to use sex and think of it as something simply physical and objectify women and all the men that justify continuous behavior and then they call themselves intellectually smart and that we are apparently taking away the manhood of men. Apparently they don't know what a true man would be, which in fact, luckily there are true men out there that speak up. So thank goodness they might not be a majority, but I know they're out there. So let's, uh, you know, uh, say thank you to those who are trying to ensure that men understand to disengage as well as women, of course, because there are women that do it. I've had men tell me that they're treated like objects. I'll never forget this one was very sad. This person that I knew a long time as well from my teenage years, and they literally broke down in chit chat and told me of how they get used because they're physically attractive and, and they were not loved and wanted and and i just said why don't you stop doing uh well i need the money and i need this or i forget what it was i feel lonely something like that because it was a couple of mixed situations and then they i don't know what happened to them but it was very sad so both men and women and i'm sure they's and just in general people that don't realize that they can choose differently apparently the movies and everybody else that keeps on using stereotypes and generalizations just keeps on letting these people know i mean it's a group effort so those people have choices and so do we when we talk about anything get back to the individuals who like to speak of their uh whether it be religiousness or spirituality and or spiritual and that don't treat others by respecting them for real so here's the stories before i have to go uh let me close them out so as the lawyer thing what it is is i met two lawyers who did cocaine and i thought wow you're lawyers i think you're doing the wrong job because you're not following the law and apparently I was the gullible one because, of course, lawyers would do drugs. And I'm thinking, why are they not being arrested since it's illegal? I don't know about this thing. And I had seen this movie where I really was like, okay, hmm, because all the people with the stereotypes, well, if you're going to be a public lawyer, you're not going to make money. You're not going to. And they kept on just making you realize you're going to have a shitty job if you try to defend the good people. 
quote unquote. There's not really good or bad people. In fact, at a certain point, you realize, hmm, I'm not sure about all of this good, bad people because I see that global warming is being completely ignored. I'd say that's a very bad people thing to do, but hey, let me not use that word because really it doesn't mean anything in the book of enlightenment. So a true person means zero, especially when you've moved beyond all of the BS that people, adaptive children like to list out at you. So here, let's move to the examples. Religion. How did I find out how people are hypocrites? Mm. Let me think. Besides the fact that people will talk about crime families and all of them going to church and wearing crosses and all this other, you know, again, stereotypes, but things that actually do take place, as people like to point out. It was when I had a very interesting interaction with a human being who uh, helped me, but they might as well not have because they were completely in an energy of very, very not wanting to do what they were doing. So they were suppressing their body and they were doing something that their Christian upbringing taught them was the right Christian thing to do. And then in the meantime, here was a human being, me, who was all alone in a foreign, at that time, country, because I had no car, I had no home, I had nothing except for where I was living, which was on school campus, and I had no money either. And I have a person who is watching their clock, acting very much in a snooty, asshole-ish way. And I'm like, I need to calmly get food for me because I won't have another chance. And why did you even bother bringing me here since you're so upset about this? Oh, I forgot your Christian duty. Uh, let me never, ever, ever ask you ever again. In fact, I didn't for a ride anywhere because I think this is very unnecessary. And I think you should be objective about your behavior and you should just not offer to help someone if it makes you that miserable. So there's one. Uh, let me see. Oh, yes. The people who like to say how they're a spiritual process and that uh, they're not human and then they treat their compulsive uh, friends who might have problems with drinking or with uh, drugs and problems meaning they might need extra support to be supported to lead a healthier lifestyle not the opposite so you know people who with a compassionate set of tones and eyes say you know maybe this isn't so good and then reminders so when we consistently hang out with people we can be those reminders you know kind of like the mother in the ear but not a mother and that's where when people are going to choose their own health they appreciate people who care about them they don't tell them no especially if they do realize you know maybe i am doing a little bit too much of the drinking or maybe i am doing a little bit too much of the I usually don't get told about drugs because I don't do drugs. And the people who do try to tease me about it, actually, it's very humorous to me because I'm thinking, wow, you're an adult and you're actively doing what's called peer pressure. But thank goodness I know my own answer to what you are consistently teasing about. And that is you have a good relationship with this substance. I don't want a relationship with the substance and I don't judge you about it because it isn't good or bad. You're choosing very wisely how to use it. I can see that. You know, so again, we don't actually do the little hierarchy dance, which is where the holistic, excuse me, people who apparently are enamored with the light that they are compared to all of the energy vampires and, uh, you know, dark auras. And so when I see something like that, I choose the right silence because I'm actually a very well aware human being. And when I encounter those who are not in any way, shape or form uh, spiritual 
I won't say anything out of the kindness of my heart because also they are in yellow or red anyways and hiding unresolved trauma of their own that they have no interest in resolving. They're too busy transferring their judgment and their shaming, blaming, faulting, and revenging sometimes with their actual loved ones. And they're calling the kettle black. And what really gets me going is when I see educators in the same boat because the educators are a group of people and you know going to school I realized that on my own as my lovely educators use their own brainwashed brains uh, in politics yes their own brainwashed brains that I could clearly see through and that apparently they could not and I thought how did you get your degree oh wait they don't have an agenda to make sure we have Zen master people, which means what? We don't have a way to yet verify if your brain is integrated or not. Luckily for us, the mental health community is coming a long way to ensure that we know what the optimal human brain does. And you know what I love most of all about education and systems is that they don't build their stuff on stories. So I do know, you know, People in the middle ground of anything don't appreciate moving beyond belief systems because, you know, everybody likes a good story. Some of us, we're not here for the story. We like to see consciousness expand, which is human evolution, which means the brain of you. And it's the thinking and the feeling because left and right mode. So the verbal, the nonverbal, they're both part of your brain and it's very easy peasy. For some of us to see clearly and spell out clearly from a ventral vagal tone, we may be stupid as shit and gullible, but you know what we do know? We know what a truly loving heart is because that's where your ventral vagal tone is actually not only all over your face and it's this nervous system mammalian response that the yogis do teach people about, but apparently again, they're too busy being a spiritual process in a human experience and not recognizing that their shame cycle is what they want to move out of. The minute you completely dissolve shame is the minute you become compassionate beyond a reason. The Zen master, what does the Zen master from our lovely sad guru story say? You know, and so many people follow him. I'm surprised that there's not more people who smile at each other and in their heart of hearts say, how can I help you? compulsive liar, compulsive thief, compulsive drug addict, compulsive alcoholic, compulsive whatever, liar, stealer. Again, there's so many ways that I see people not helping each other and yet they wave a flag. Oh yes, they wave flags of how many people they support as they yell at humanity. You're all duh, and they're doing that, which doesn't create a safe environment, by the way. It just creates hypocrisy. However, they're also all still on their journey because those are all modulated and dysregulated embodied individuals. They have not regained their oneness consciousness. They don't know their whole yet. Their body's not safe yet. So the mind that has decided how to interpret the body and that mind is of the person. And as I love learning from neuroscience people here, my lovely seven and a half brain lady, I just watched this one beautiful, beautiful video where she talks about reality and perception. I'll have to review that one with you all. But she says, yes, your brain is in this big black box, which is your skull, and it deciphers your body for you and the world around you. And you can, though, work with your own brain. It's called with your imagination. Now, neuroplasticity is what you work with. Now, you know we've talked about this. There's bright sides, dark sides. So guess what? The story. 
oh, lo and behold, who's in control of the story? I would say it's the brains of the people that decide what they're going to say when they see somebody who needs their help. And here's what all people who are not uh, gullible will have to say about alcoholics, drug addicts, and anyone who's lying, gaslighting, manipulating. Let's go ask them, shall we? And yet they want to talk about a spiritual process and how they're doing yoga every day and meditating. I think I will rather go and turn around to the drug addict who might want to get help. And if they do for real, they're going to get out of that and they're going to become an amazing human being who was saved and can do something different in life. Those people can go and huddle in their group and live in the middle of the mountain somewhere and keep on doing that. And let them keep on believing in energy vampires, by the way, uh, because the system, I'm sure, will allow for people to hang out together. And it's like the flat earthers. Nobody can really do much about them except for those who insult them for no other reason, except for they're too busy uh, thinking that that is an example of a dumbed down society. No, society's not dumbed down. They're just using their imagination the same way all the people who keep on believing in energy vampires are. As a mystic, I've seen people, they're not energy vampires. They're people who have shame, blame, fault, revenge cycles, and they're very sad. It's very sad to see a person gaslight, manipulate, ghost, do things that is completely opposing what their actual heart wants to do and them ignore it. It's, it's very sad to see people to wire themselves in what is a shame cycle. I've seen this within the past couple years. There are a couple of people that I see, they're steady, they still have some light in them, they might have a way out. If they keep on getting some compassionate eyes, they might get out there. If they're intrigued enough, someone needs to get their attention intrigued, but if they keep thinking they're smart, well, there you go. And it's because they actually don't take their well-being seriously. What does that mean? They don't recognize that their energy level is an indication of their inner well-being. And they don't want to give up the excess use of any substances because it's the only way they get pleasure. And so you can break it down to them in a very specific way, which you do, but they get bored of that because, you know, now oh, I just want to have fun right now and not think. And there's avoidance for you. Now, the people who are actually in yoga and holistic world and are practitioners who care as well as the good psychoeducators, so the good ones, they're out there with compassion. And I like to be a smart aleck from time to time and let people in on here is where love cycles are. And it's called life sensitive. If you can't take humor, you might want to go to 4D and or other rigid ass people who are going to be more sensitive to whatever it is you need. I'm just spelling out that if you want to talk about love, you want to talk about enlightenment and you want to talk to me about spiritual or spirituality, anything, the religious part I have to leave out because that's an institution that existed in a time. They were a political institution. This is the only reason I understand why it's so challenging for that institution to move into enlightenment. I think they might be able to, but I'm unfortunately always aware of the people with the pitchforks and that would be the masses who apparently are very much enamored with the Leaders that scare them to death and tell them about sin and hell and they believe it to be true. And so you see the group of the masses that believe the Middle Ages and medieval time people. I'm serious. Like this is 3D land. I, I don't 
can't we can't do anything it's like the flat earthers they on their own basically prove themselves wrong they couldn't accept it it's called cognitive dissonance and when that happens it's an ego that needs to confirm their own biases and you know part of me here's the part <clears throat> when you're with this expanding consciousness in a way that is grounded so people will say it's stupid because they don't understand how to see from all they don't understand because they don't want to <coughs> what i mean by that is they don't want to understand how another person can think as i was saying before the neuroscience lady who talks about us being able to use imagination says you have an opportunity to move outside your black box she calls it you're not having to stay stuck in it however it's called you allowing yourself to move out of what you have become accustomed to predicting most people think they can predict the future people are crap that's all they say all the day all day long that's that's what they do when they meet people like me again we have pink tainted glasses our head is falling out of our asses apparently and a lot of other things we're stupid whatever it is we're good nobody's good here <laughs> somebody who's talking about something so when people say to me i don't understand it oh i don't understand a lot of things here's one thing i don't understand is sometimes how to be in um the social niceties just the other day it happened. I welcomed a friend <laughs> by saying, are you tired? Are you okay? And they're like, wow, what a not friendly welcome. And I was like, you know what? It's good that you remind me. I actually should let you in on a fun fact. I don't always know how to keep those formalities because I don't lead with them. So, you know, it's good you reminded me. Essentially, this person was taken off like this is the first meeting we have and you're telling me i'm tired and this it's like and so long story short that's something i'm not good at i say it to people i apologize i take a minute to explain i'm not always good with you know this this part so thank you for reminding me i will try to do better with strangers that way they don't think i'm actually an asshole i'm not trying to be one and that's how grown-ups do it. I don't get it right all the time. I'm so sorry. Shit, I fuck up. I forget things. That's the beauty of being grown-ups, for real. And Zen masters do it all the time. Enlightenment soul age people, let me specify. So we're always able to take the shit that's thrown at us, and if we accidentally throw shit at others because they'll say, you just threw shit at me, we'll say, we're sorry, I'll try again, and it's a laughter together. That's where Zen masters are and or Zen masters in the making. So... The lady was saying, imagination, you can use it to move out of these predictions that you will have had for reasons that are explainable. This is why anybody who has a shame cycle is a very serious deal. Go to good somatic sensory motor trauma expert, you'll get out of it. If you go to those who are yogis and gurus and experts and they have good psychologists with you, they will also know how to help you. The same thing with shamans, the same thing with anyone holistic. When I do any type of consulting, I always make sure to keep in mind if I need to mention somatic sensory motor trauma, and I always try to have a list of people that I can refer them to. This is for those who are serious about their actual personal development. So they're not out there to be a spiritual process, a human experience. They're out there to say, I want to live a better life because I know I can. This is the serious deal for people who care about each other as well, by the way. We don't sell smoke in anybody's eyes. But we also understand that not everybody has this level of awareness and we're not going to sugarcoat it. This is why I'm doing this episode. 
when I see people who are in religious institutions with pitchforks, I already know where they come from. They're 3D and it's the Middle Ages and they still live it for real though. So there's no way you're going to speak to somebody who believes in that book written by. You, you can't speak to them this way. They're not going to be able to have a conversation. You're offending everything they embody. So if you're an actual grown-up, you understand this in your brain. And so when people say, I don't understand, I try to say you're not actually trying to just disengage from your belief system and your way of thinking. You're applying your own thought and you're saying like flat earthers, they're stupid. They're not stupid. They, they are people who came up with something in a specific way. And when you look into it, they're actually all very smart. This is what it means to have a group that accepts you. <laughs> in fact, they all wanted to be accepted. And they feel different from other people. These are all children who found, oh, let's go play together. And in fact, they don't do any harm to anyone. The ones who are fanatics, we have a system, they go and arrest them. And they arrest the leaders. And they do a lot of other arresting. So we don't need to worry about people who go into <clears throat> any group. What we want to do is help people to know the difference. And that's why when I hear, whether it's a psychoeducator so human science people, or the spiritual metaphysics, esotericism, holistic people, or the spirituality, yoga, yogic science, anyone in any of these group people, dismiss our educators, that's not a good thing. You don't dismiss information. You expand it. You expand, you empower with knowledge, and you respect. So understanding all languages, which is what oneness consciousness of psycho people do, the human people we hear because we actually care. And we have humor because we have humor, which you're hearing. Because the IHP stuff is only for love cycle people. If you're not out of it yet, I'm happy for you to keep tuning in and getting out of it. It's in a way of having <clears throat> the awareness that you choose. The therapists actually have to negotiate with people to get them to get out of hell. Because their body is hell, not the other way around. And their brain is hell, not the other way around. And you can use neuroplasticity to wire yourself shut. Which is what, as I was saying, I've seen. I witnessed at least a couple of people or more actually, instead of getting better, because they don't have a good counselor, a good person, meaning that is not spelling out to them, look, um, what is taking place here tells me that we want to do something more. I have done this with people that I have consulted with, and these are actually not individuals that I have from <clears throat> my business stuff. These are people that are loved ones and who I, with all of the respect and all of the adult words, said, I feel that you might want to get extra support because the level of suffering is not going down. It's a very important moment emotionally and the window of tolerance is not expanding. It's the same. Your rigidity is the same. The suffering is the same. This indicates there is a need for more to help you feel better. And when people don't want to help themselves, you know what they answer? I've done the yoga, the psychiatry, this, this, this. It's humanity. They suck. They use, once again... Let me tell you how horrible life is in humanity. So enlightenment, so age person will not have anything except to say, look, I really feel this can support you, but, you know, it is your choice, of course. 
when the system gets involved, it's a very not nice thing because obviously people will have gone to an extent that gets them into trouble. It's called structural dissociation. I've seen that happen. And luckily, the people did not get in too much trouble. Although part of me is like, oh, I don't know, should they? That way maybe they would have forced them. But that's where even if you go to therapy, if you don't actually see, if you don't acknowledge as <clears throat> even the good Again, the good yoga professionals, the good holistic professionals, they all know if you don't acknowledge the blinders uh, of your own stuff, you're not going to move out of this land that they call Maya. I just call it structural dissociation. It's a person who's with unresolved trauma, attachment wounds. They have uh, trauma history and they don't know what this word means and they don't understand what any of this means, even if they want to go around yelling it. That's the point. If you're yelling it, you don't know what it means to have unresolved trauma because you are just creating an unsafe environment for other people. Rigidity is not the optimal well-being of the mind or of the body. And those who are in modulated or dysregulated embodiment need actual good somatic sensory mode and trauma therapists to break down to them how their brain works and their body so they can understand why it's so challenging and this is the part. If they have those in the middle who are telling them, let me embellish your ego a little bit, you have the risk of losing them, but not to anything except for a group. And that's what we're seeing right now. So for some time, I don't know how much we will have groups. The 5D educators look to power by breaking things down and not sugarcoating them. I mean, I know I'm not sugarcoating it. This is for grown-ups. I try to make sure you know it's explicit content, so not for ego-sensitive people. We can help each other to learn the middle because it's very easy for those of us who may, may have stupid-ass thoughts, but we know what the middle means when it comes to how to lead yourself into a well-being that is true from the heart. <clears throat> Shame dissolves only if a person deems themselves lovable. And that's only if they deem humanity lovable. Because the minute that you don't deem your own species lovable is the minute that you have an enemy. And you have a story that you will tell yourself. And, you know, your imagination is used only for this hero-villain journey. And that's 3D, 4D, and sometimes other soul age groups. So, enlightenment. It is a very beautiful space to be in. It's for oneness consciousness, people who know you and I, we add to each other's lives. We cannot take away. You and I shall respect each other physically, emotionally, and mentally, which means open and authentic communication, which means for the Zen master from a ventral vagal spot and those who are Zen masters as well. So that is a beautiful, beautiful, easygoing conversation. The ones who are open to moving into their adulthood they enjoy conversations with us in fact uh, they love to be in the presence of the safe haven secure based people because we get to help them to grow up <clears throat> these are people who will have chosen their self to be themselves they know that they are worthy like any other human being on the face of this planet so they will not say humanity sucks i don't need no they'll say you know what Maybe I'll consider that because I do notice that I actually am not feeling better every day. Tell me more, please. I'm curious. Tell me more. The ones who want to live life, they want more of all of the holistic stuff. 
the spirituality stuff, the uh, good religious stuff, not the middle ages, not the pitchforks, and the psychoeducation and all education, and they actually learn to discern. So to hear even those who have grandiosity and narcissism as educators, they learn to discern the difference because they can tell. Keep on tuning in as you apply the inner growth mindset from your neutrality and you hone in on this sphere of energy. When you're in, again, oneness consciousness, bullshit is always clear. When bias is in the middle, when ego is in the middle, you notice it because it's a specific energetic imprint. And if you're your own Zen master, you are in Maha Samadhi Samadhi with information, so it's not a big deal. You're having an exchange with a different piece of consciousness. We're all of the same fabric, which is why those of us over here, when our neighbor again throws shit, oh wait, I'm physically safe. Okay, so hey, can you tell me what happened? And if they're open, we really want to know more. We want to hear what they have to say. And if they're open to their own growth, they will want to hear what we have to say. When people are open to each other, that's where the expansion of community comes. So, unconsciously love yourself with flaws and imperfections in in others, <coughs> excuse me, imperfections. Allow yourself to take it day by day and allow yourself to have a good list of somatic sensory motor trauma experts and good holistic practitioners that work with those people. There's plenty out there. You can always tell because when they care, they consistently refer to each other as people who are helping people. And when we refer to the ones who are not helping, we know that they're helping something. But we know that there can be more and we want to distinguish, okay, open-minded people will always allow more information and they know that some is good but it's incomplete and that anybody who says I have all the answers and is rigid is not telling you the truth. Nobody has all the answers to anything, especially to your own journey, your own mental health, your own physical health, your own emotional health. A person who knows that you are a body and a mind will say, and this is what people who have still shame, blame, fault, revenge, the adaptive children, they don't like that because they're in modulated, dysregulated bodies. They want a sense of certainty. <clears throat> they don't like the unknown. And they see those who are poofy, grandiose and narcissists, whether it be male, female, they... Those postures, there are people that are attracted to that because they want to feel a sense of safety. And that's the minute you know you got a person who's part of a herd who doesn't know how to trust their own self. And that's dangerous, quote-unquote. And we can't do anything about it. Because you know what happens the minute you try and say, look, I think you're actually barking on the wrong tree. I think this is not actually expanding you in a nice way, of course. You don't insult, don't insult the bully because mm, that's not going to go well. And I call them bullies because they are people who are big and oh watch me and they don't bully them and initially eventually the truth comes out but it's only if a person wants to be themselves that they realize it if they actually are okay with being in the embrace of a controlling situation some people they're driven by needing to have belonging to group and certainty so it's uh for oneness consciousness love cycle and infinite higher human consciousness people is what I'm saying. So for 5D people, mystics and educators, we don't like seeing that. But we know we cannot help a person who does not see that they are um, 
remaining in a limiting situation. This is where, again, we have a color of the rainbow for all of those different energetic spots. And some people stay within shame, guilt, blame, fault. A lot of people stay between the neutrality and below. They're all 3D, 4D energy, and they don't think they are because they're following their grandiose leader who is big and poofy for a reason. Uh, it's called inflated ego. And the minute that they say, I have all the answers, don't go to anybody else. And I'm telling you, those compassion people are stupid and emotions are stupid. Don't evaluate your emotions. They're making everybody soft. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, same thing goes with pointing a finger at anyone. Shame, blame, fault, revenge. These are all adaptive children. But some people, they don't recognize that they still have insecurities. So again, they find certainty and belonging with the people who share their same, in fact, story. That's the part of imagination. Confirmation bias, excuse me. So when cognitive dissonance happens, a person is in destabilized moment. They're going to confirm their bias, whatever it is they want to see. They have in their mind already what that parent or parents need to look like, and they're following it. It's called a way of thinking and a story that people use uh, as an online marketer. You better bet I know about that. I've always said I don't agree with it. One of my courses, it's not online yet. It's on how to not sound like a sales pitch and how not to do something like that because your community and those who you market to are people not objects and you trying to trick them seems quite um not really nice you don't have their best interest in mind apparently if you're treating them like a sales pitch and that's where again people like to say oh so gullible no some people are smart and they don't like that type of sales pitch so yeah some people know what they want for real and also you know smart marketers would know this as well by the way because in the years and years of my marketing, I can tell you this, a lot of smoke and mirrors, man. Oh my gosh. And when I see entrepreneurs wasting their money and they keep on saying, no, 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 I'm not. And I get to talk with my colleagues and we get to like, oh, wow, they spent all this money. Did they get anything from it? No. Did you have to tell? Yeah, I told them, but they just said, can you tell them now? I don't think it's a good idea for me to put a finger in a sore thumb and say, wow, you spent 30 million here, but you didn't get anything. Did you notice that what I had told you was true? So only adaptive children who do this, uh, smart people say they made their choice. I did what I needed to do to say, hey, I don't think this is a worthy investment. Raise your hands if a person doesn't become aware of the lack of investment that they're actually making and that they're getting the smoke in the mirrors. Hey, you know, you can, again, only do so much before you recognize that people are going to choose to stay adaptive children and think they're intellectually smart. So we're okay with being the stupid, pink-tainted glasses people who are gullible and believe everything that we get told because we're busy trying to do other things uh, with people that want to grow up. And in this case, for those of you who are content creators, it's a beautiful way for you to share with people how not to fall for a lot of things while also saying, you know what, I've fallen for scams before. I did once. That is my plaque of shame. I kept the plaque of shame. Remember when I told you all the story? To this day, man, I kept it hidden. For that, I, I actually was so ashamed of that one. Not in a way of, oh my gosh, you know, but in a way of, man, Maria, intellectually, how did you not see it? And it was like a fraction of a second after I did the purchase where I was like, wait a minute. 
because it also reminded me of something that when I was a kid, I had fallen for quote unquote. And I was like, but this time I spent money. And the minute I realized that I was stupid <laughs> was the minute that I had been told by somebody. I knew it. And I was like, why didn't you say anything? Well, because you always yell at me. I was like, ah, well, you're right. I actually do. So fair, fair point. So I learned a couple of things. And then the minute after, I'm like, well, hopefully I gave somebody something to, to live for, like food at their table. And, and, and some people are like, no, they probably are on a yacht somewhere, you know. So all of that to say what? I don't regret it. I learned a buttload of good things from that second and it was, okay, uh, you were desperate. You thought you were doing something good. Oh, this platform is bullshit because I actually thought the platform that I used was reliable because of the way the platform marketed themselves. And here's where, as an online marketer, again, I learned a lot and I still learn a lot. And what I do learn is consistency. As long as people keep on thinking that stories are what matter and we have adaptive children stories are what will catch their attention for those of us who actually care to empower people we're not creating a story we're saying here's the real deal here's what i have to offer and if you are empowered by it great and if you have two laughs great and if you like to keep on doing personal development great and enlightenment it's a beautiful place to be from a love cycle always from a shame cycle, they can share with you their story, but what they will share once they are in a love cycle is how to choose love themselves, how to see through. And they actually, and I'm saying they because I know there are people out there that are doing this. They're sharing with compassion with people, hey, keep an eye out. And they're saying the same thing. Anybody who tells you they know everything, it's bullshit. They don't. You should watch out for that. And that's where it's not about the holistic realm. I'm a holistic practitioner. I'm a human science practitioner with my master's in IR and diplomacy. And I also have my lovely spirituality in the background. But these are not something that you need to flaunt around with people who are discerning. If you are genuine, you will always be able to share these pieces of paper that people want. You're not out there with pieces of paper saying, here, come buy my oil. When you care, you're out there saying, you know what? Like Sadhguru said, you can achieve enlightenment, snap and duck. It's you becoming aware of how your brain and body works. That's what I'm going to bring to you because that's what I see the people in the middle don't recognize. So they use a lot of words. If you tell someone your spirituality process in a human experience, they're not going to get that they have a shame cycle, which is why we have all these spiritual bypassers. And they all keep talking about energy vampires, dark auras, and they don't help people that are of their community that need them. You know what I wonder about communities? I wonder who's the person who's allowing the not middle happen. And actually, you know what, now that I think about it, nah, this is the part. It's the same people who when they tease me about why I don't want to do drugs, and they're very beautiful, nice people, but when they're teasing me, I think of teenagers, and I'm thinking, huh, do I consider you a friend when you're actually trying to uh, use language to <laughs> talk me into something that I'm telling you I'm not interested in but the reality is of course you're a friend but I definitely don't think you have the 
knowledge of what true well-being is because if you do you would know that it should be no drinking no drug it should be me in a very clean way <laughs> i even know it when i go and drink a little bit too much of my marrow so a smart person knows moderation and it is not because of extremism a smart person is someone who can have fun and so when i think of small communities and then i think of these people that say that they want to help people, but they don't help them. I'm wondering who's the person who's distributing and not caring about their community, if it's that small, and why are you all thinking you're high and mighty and not actually doing what you should know is right if you have any access to good psychoeducation, which I know most people do from the Western world at least. So I'm continuing to think the pitchforks and the Middle Ages are still around in places that they want to talk about civilization. Mm. Again, I keep on going in the same circle because this is that part of where oneness consciousness. Oh, we see clearly a lot of different tongues and languages and, that, and what I don't see is Zen masters. When I see them, I know them because they're talking about love like I share with you all the time. And they're probably wondering the same thing because that's the per I want to go grab the person <laughs> because the group they're just non-disciples. I want to go and get rid of the person who's creating a situation. And actually, that's where sometimes I wish that I was a big, big human being. Because if I were a big, big human being, and if I had, you know, here is that part where that's why the system exists. It keeps every one of us to move into our Zen mastery. Enlightenment is knowing people make their own choices. So it's not one person. It's not a group of people. It's a collective. Let's help people to know moderation. It's not the substance. It's not the circumstance. It's your relationship to it. And it's you knowing your own self, this bio individual, which with the yoga, there's this bio energy thing that they talk about. I'm going to look into it more, but it just humanly speaking, it's you, a person, people who have your best interest in mind. They don't sell you the snake oil. They never know everything. They just speak to you like a person and they are able to continue speaking to you. Now, if you can't handle stuff, well, then, you know, get less sensitive and just learn how to have confidence and know people who care are not going to shut up. They're not going to disengage. They're going to be in your life if they want to be in a way to try and help you. So they won't play nice when there are things to share. I, I actually uh, try to share with my lovely divine masculine friend, we just don't shame people because the compassionate tone is what people need to hear when they already have shame. Sometimes we have a ventral vagal firm tone. We don't like that because when we have to have a firm tone, it means that we were pushed to be firm in a way that is unnecessary because all you have to do is say, I don't want you in my life. I don't like you. I don't want whatever it is. I know that's all you say. No, people get it. It's a real deal. So then masters understand those, but we don't understand mixed signals. Uh, nobody does. That's part of life, but we do get it. We learn a lot with those dark tainted glasses. Eventually looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences. Call it in or leave a message. Have a great day.